This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Over the last four games, the Stags have had a real chance to put daylight between themselves and the chasing relegation pack. But two drug draws and two familiar defeats means it's not just Storm Dennis coming to town at the weekend. There's a much bigger problem brewing. The Stags need to batten down the hatches and find some security at the back ahead of a home game with Newport County, where old wounds perhaps still cut deep. of the fixture we'll try and put our finger on the exact moment the storm clouds began to form and we'll head inside what must be the most tense dressing room in Skybet League 2 right now as Graham Cochran starts to feel the pressure and frustration. We're vulnerable, soft, goals were conceding, killing us, errors were making, decision making, poor this moment in time so it wasn't good enough to be quite honest. Um, We've uh, shoot myself in the foot once too often. We obviously lack that little bit of leadership. And the fans again. <laughs> I keep mentioning the fans week in, week out, but to be singing your name and to be to, to be uh, cheering the lads on the way they did at Morecambe um, and to travel up to Morecambe on uh, in the middle of a storm. Really, let's be honest. The weekend wasn't wasn't pretty. But to, but to travel and to put them hours in that distance uh, to support your football club, it, it, it was it's it's bodes well. The future bodes well at this football club, I believe. As always, let us know your thoughts in the live feed. Keep them clean mind and have your say on your team. Storm Dennis is threatening to send the trampolines and garden sheds of Great Britain flying this weekend. Any chance you can help a struggling Mansfield by blowing the ball into the back of the net? Newport's though, Den. We're quite capable of putting it into our own net already. Where's my positive pills?
12 games into the Graham Coughlin era. Two wins, four draws, six defeats and ten points off the relegation places. At this time last year, who'd have thought we'd be talking about a relegation battle over a promotion fight? How things change in 12 months. Let's hope that Storm Dennis can whip up a frenzy and carry us towards a more positive future along with all those garden sheds and Nathan's fence panels. If you've seen any of those floating around Forest Town, please return them to Nathan's new house. Uh, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield really does matter. Alongside me, the man with missing fence panels and uh, probably a little bit tired now and got headaches from all those dogs barking thanks to his new business. It's Mr. Nathan Edge. How are you? Are you well? Jolly good, nobody yeah, kidding. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> You well? Yes, I'm very well, uh, but not very. Uh, I wasn't feeling very well come Saturday evening. Yes, I'll tell you that. And yes. Tuesday night for for sure. Yes, well, Saturday evening to to start off with another game where same old, same old Mansfield absolute throw away. And Tuesday night, don't even get me started. <laughs> all the way down to Leighton Orient, and same old, same old mistakes. And coming back empty-handed was not a nice journey <laughs> at all. But the last time we were here, it was before, obviously we missed last week because of work commitments and things like that. So the last time we were here, um, we were talking about those four big games uh, coming up. The four games where we really needed to get some points on the board and uh, you know maybe go unbeaten in those four games. We didn't, we got just two and we're probably in a worse position now than where we were. And if anything, uh, our expectations and our, our um, thought process has gone probably into a bit more of a scary place, hasn't it now? You could say that, but I'm going to put a little bit of a positive spin on it. And you probably weren't expecting that, was you? No. But my only positive spin is we have gone two points further away from Stevenage, who are sat at the bottom of the table, which is obviously the only relegation spot this season. So actually, based on that, it's a positive because really, let's face it now, for quite a while, all a season now has just become about survival. And I've got to the stage now, and it's really depressing to be... To be sitting here saying that all I'm bothered about is staying up, but that's what I've, that's what it is at the moment. That's nothing else is achievable. Yeah. So it's about staying up, um, and I don't care really now. Obviously, I want us to win, but I don't care what happens now between now and the end of the season as long as we better Stevenage's results. That's that's all I'm bothered about. If we lose, they need to lose. If we win, if they lose, it's a bonus. But if they, you know, it's it's about keeping that gap what it is, which is a, a relatively sort of ish healthy 10 points. It's, yeah, but... <laughs> it could change very yeah. quickly and we've got to pay, play them. So Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot on that game, isn't there? That that game is going to be absolutely massive. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's a long time away, but mm. looking at where that game actually falls and away trip to Stevenage, uh, four games before the end of the season... If things go a little bit oh, more man. more wrong and a bit bit get a little bit worse than what they already are, that game could be absolutely massive, couldn't it? And we know how we are when it comes to absolutely massive games. You know, go back to last year, twelve months well, less than twelve months ago when we were talking about the MK Dons and that battle it, at the other end of the table. Isn't it strange to think that with four games to go last year, we needed probably a point to seal promotion. It could well be, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it, that with four games to go this season, we might need a point to survive. 
I think wasn't it around four games to go we didn't we play Stevenage at home last season and it was they didn't they do one out did, did we yeah, have a draw and something yeah. they won I'm trying to reflect you know trying to remember if that's a long back, time ago doesn't it, it does so much has happened since then and it's unfortunately stuff that I don't really want to remember but but yeah I mean it's going to be that that game could end up being massive I didn't realise it was only four games away from the end that's kind of a bit scary now because you we really don't want it by when it comes to that we need to make sure there's at least at least seven points between us and Stevenage because if there's six if they win the swing is going to be mental yeah because then obviously it's then a three you know you're down to a three point thing and then goal difference I'm, I'm hoping we've got a healthier goal difference to them because I mean we haven't really been battered in any game so we must be doing alright goal difference wise but you know it, it's you don't want it coming down to goal difference. Not not when we're Mansfield Town and the way things happen for us. So, um, you know, we need at least seven points by by that game, I think, uh, you know, gap. Absolutely. And if you look at the teams which we're playing uh, around that uh, that game as well, this is the uh, the fixtures for the final month uh, of the season in April, of course. Uh, Macclesfield at home on the 4th of April will be another massive game uh, in that one. Uh, Stevenage away on the 10th. Uh, extra at home uh, on the 13th, the penultimate home game of the season. Scunthorpe away on the 18th, followed by the season's final game at home to Crawley. Very tough fixtures in that final month. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's focus on the, uh, the here and now. And the here and now, of course, is the Mansfield Matters podcast live on Facebook. If you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? Come and join us every Thursday at 6.30 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Somebody should put that on a T-shirt. Um, let's go to some of your comments uh, in the live feed uh, tonight. Roger says, evening lads, don't worry, Stevenage uh, are doomed. It looked like the Stags uh, have Bobby to thank for the point, but not so at Orion. I don't know how the hell uh, that shot beat him. Uh, Gary says, it isn't the losing that worries me, it's the football that we're playing. Go to all the games and see no progression. We seem to have gone backwards. Running, yes, but football, no. Starting to look at the Stevenage fixtures before ours. Uh, Mark says, big clear out in the summer, lads. And I stand my, by my previous prediction uh, when we signed the Stags manager. Hasn't got the experience or pulling power in the summer to attract players. Very interesting one, that, isn't it? Because I think um, it's very fair to say, um, I don't think it would be unfair to say that there will be mass changes come the summer I think had the you know the January transfer window been uh, a little bit um, more of a productive window in terms of getting more attractive players um, we might have seen a few more faces come then but we certainly saw some go didn't we which we'll come on to uh, later on but when that summer window uh, arrives I would expect there to be mass changes and probably some players who we wouldn't expect to leave who may also see the door but has he got the name and the pulling power and given the season we've had, one which is fighting relegation, has he got the, the enough? Have we got enough about us to attract players to come in and to, to you know, to go back for a promotion push rather than a relegation dogfight? Well, you talk about Storm Dennis approach, and hopefully it gives us a, you know, a, that second win to get going again. But I think we need an earthquake more than anything. So we need a shake up within that whole. Squad. Get ringing that bell. That's class. Thank I'll you. give you that. I've been working on that all day. <laughs> Have you uh, been practicing that in the mirror? <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to bring Storm Dennis into it, so no, I'm, I'm, that's right on the spot. I'm doing well, aren't I? Uh, but no, that. Uh, well, I don't know what I was even saying. Now you've actually thrown me off. Uh, no, so there needs to be. It does need to be mass changes, and I, I'm not normally a big fan of it. You know, I normally want us to have a bit of. Uh, 
have the spine of the squad. I know this is what I banged on for the last sort of few years, but I think now it's got to that stage where actually we it's quite clear to see we do need it. But as you were saying there about is uh, is Graham Cochran going to have the reputation or you know the, the ability to bring in the big names? But actually, I'm going to spin this one a bit and just say, do we need big names? Because where has it got us so far? You know, it's it's not necessarily about bringing in the big names. It's about bringing in the right people, the, you know, the right players with the right mentality to to take the club forward. Because you know, we you could say we you'd say the same about John John Dempster in in, in the summer. And I I thought his recruitment was good. The players he brought in, you know, certainly the Nicky Maynard, for example, they're all pretty big names, weren't they? In our, in our division, so. Um, you wouldn't have expected him to be able to, to pull it off with his contact. So I'd probably say Graham Cochran's got a little bit more, you'd think, but I don't think it has to be like that. You look at some of the teams that are doing well this season, they're not big-name players that in the squad. They've, they've got a good team. It's not full of individuals. They've got a good team togetherness, and I think that's what we need going forward. Yeah, names on the back of the shirt do not get your promotion. It's the how you, you come together and play for the badge, which is on the front, which is, uh, of course, all that matters. Um, going through, you, you mentioned it, we were mentioning there about the spine of the team and, and things like that, and we, we've said previously about how a good spine of the team, when it's positive, can, can build and, and strengthen, which is what we hope for in the summer. But I think you've got to strip that back a little bit and sometimes you've got to look at um, is the spine of the team rotting away? Has it rotted away? And if you look at how we fell apart um, on, when David Flitcroft first came in in those 12 games um, where obviously he tried to change it and tried to establish his brand of football the players you know, let that down it happened again at the back end of last season and if ironically it was a, a set piece which cost us promotion yeah. Uh, MK Dons, it's now costing us again and again and again, week in, week out, um, for two, now two different managers in um, John Dempster and in, in Graham Cochran, of course. And there's one constant there it's not the manager, it's the playing squad. And yeah. I think sometimes you put it this way if you had a house and, and there was multiple things going wrong with it, what's the first thing you'd look at? You wouldn't look at the owners of the house, would you, previously? You wouldn't be looking at what they're doing. You'd be looking at, you know, the structure of the house, how it's built, how the foundations are set. You'd be getting a structural engineer in to have a well, look, to look at it. At the moment, we're leaking goals at the back, so the first thing you need to do is go and fix the leak. So you've got to look at where it's coming from. And the problem is, it's... I, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to point the finger just at the defence because I think, it, I think it lies a little bit further up the pitch as well. But... From set pieces, that is mainly the defensive. You know, your, your big players, it's a defensive your big mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your big players in there that you expect to go and attack the ball. Your you, your Christian Pierces, your your ones that you expect to be putting the bodies on the line and, and and getting those balls cleared. And at the moment, whether it's through lack of concentration, letting letting the markers go, lack of commitment, you know, really getting in there, throwing the body into it, something obviously isn't right because you don't concede that that many. Um, you know, cut, um, set pieces. You know, like we have been doing. If something's, you know, if everything's right, so there's something wrong back there. Yeah, there certainly is. It's a uh, very, very difficult uh, place to be at the moment. Uh, especially every time we concede a set piece, the thought goes through my mind of 
we just need to get rid of this because yeah. it, it's it's dangerous. Well, that's what's so frustrating about the Morecambe game because we we. I mean, the the first half in general was was just poor from both teams, and that it literally was two very poor sides. You can see why we were both teams at the bottom of the table, you know, essentially. But second half, I thought we were doing all right. We we looked better. We looked like we was controlling the game more. We got the goal, and you know, you you I fancied us, and I don't. I probably shouldn't, but, but yeah. I fancied us to go on and and just do the job that game. But Me too. but then. We started giving away those silly fouls, and you just knew what was coming. You know, with them throwing, you know, throwing the ball in the box, and you, you just know how um, how weak we are at that at the moment. So you've got two different ways of, of defending that. Obviously, you, you, the first point of call is is getting stronger at defending that, as in, like I said earlier, being braver and putting your head on the ball, making keep your concentration levels there. But the second bit is. Stop giving away the silly fouls in the first place because that's what we've, we've been quite guilty of of late. So it's a it's, it's a bit of, it's like it's a bit of immaturity, isn't it? Really, from the players, they need to be a bit smarter uh, off the ball, not just concentrating on the markers, but how you're actually defending, as in not giving away silly fouls. Absolutely. Keep your comments uh, coming in on the live feed. Let us uh, know your thoughts on all things Mansfield Town at the moment. Where are we going wrong? What are we doing wrong, and uh, how? Uh, can it be improved? We'll hear from Graham Cochran for the first time uh, this evening, very, very shortly indeed, as we get the reaction to the Leighton Orient game. Uh, first, though, comments from you guys. Callum says, evening, lads. Goalkeepers are not much better uh, than the last one. Um, defenders look clueless. Midfielders are weak and um, and flip-off fans. Uh, reference there to uh, the uh, the Neil Bishop Again. flipping the bird. Again, um, and doing various... Things uh, it's not a great environment, is it? Uh, when players are doing that, and you can see the fallout, uh, and strikers can't seem to score heads on the end of that. Uh, Roger says the goals for and against tell the story of the season. It's not the attack; it's the defence that's at fault. Extra scored similar to Stags. Our defence has been very, very poor. It's as simple as that. Uh, Brinlar says uh, I think we'll struggle. We'll just struggle to the end. Uh, Gary says I wonder whether the postponement on Saturday, which is possible, looking at the forecast would be the best result of the day. Uh, interesting comment. Now, obviously, uh, Storm Dennis is set to take over from Storm Kyra and uh, sweep through. How many garden fence panels have you lost, well, by the I'm, way? Well, I'm quite happy I haven't repaired mine just yet because I think there's about weekend comes over. I think the rest are going to come up. So, at the moment, there's two completely off and one's, uh, well, on life support, really. The one's hanging on by a thread, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Literally, yeah. What about your old house? Are they That's standing fine. <laughs> so, I think I've made the wrong decision, maybe, you know, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I think I, 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 I'd probably say it might actually do us a favour if it was... Uh, postponed on uh, on Saturday it's one of them isn't it where you think after a defeat is it good to get it get it get back on the pitch and 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 try and react but I think that's probably good if you're on a good run and then you had a bad defeat and you've got the the bounce to you know, think go back out there and right you know you've got a bit of sort of uh, aggression into you think well, we've got to correct this again but I think at the moment it's a different mood to that and I think because we're constantly in bad form I think a bit of time away from it and then concentrating on the on the training pitch would actually do us some do us wonders. So I'm uh, I'm tempted to go around with a hose pipe, I think, on a on, on Saturday and start watering the pitch. It would, <laughs> but I, I've spotted a, a bit of a flaw in the plan. The storm is not the storms multiple uh, have not just hindered or potentially not just hindered match day. 
but also the training ground, obviously the RH mm, Academy, the true. grass pitches. Um, I think the only training we could do on there at the moment is swimming training. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's underwater. Um, various parts of it are, and it's uh, open to the elements, shall we say there. So it's been. we'll hear from Graham Coughlin about that uh, later on, of course. Um, it's been very interesting for them to try and train down there. Obviously, they've still got the, the one call they can train on, the, yeah. the 3G pitch up there they can train on as well, but sometimes it can be very hard. But again, opportunity for them to do classroom sessions mm -hmm. and, and uh, things like that and, and learn. But uh, I think I'm in agreement um, uh, with Gary there about a postponement. I, I would actually welcome a postponement uh, right now yeah. uh, for that game. So. It, which is bad. You don't want to be sat here saying no. that, do you? But I'd love a free Saturday afternoon. Yeah, but... I, it's just it's just one of them. I just think there's so much work to do off the pitch. It'll actually do us a favour at the moment for games not to come so so fast. Yeah. But then you've got the flip side actually. When it comes further down the down the line, obviously then you've got to it's got to be rearranged, and then you are going to have to play in back to back. But we by then you'd like to think that hopefully fitness levels will be up. And I guess even if we've got a bad bad training pitch, there's still nothing from nothing stopping them getting in that gym and. And working on fitness levels and stuff, and, and and that's been highlighted a lot over the last few weeks have been an issue. So there's no excuses. They, they still can do things. Obviously, first and foremost, we'd want them on the pitch working on probably defending set pieces at the moment. But you still can make the best of the of, the, of a bad situation. So um, no, I'd, I'd welcome that at the moment, which is quite sad to say. Absolutely, we'll uh, keep those uh, comments uh, coming in, uh, and we'll. Um keep reading some of your comments out as well um, let's uh, have a little look uh, at some more comments coming in lots of them flooding in uh, tonight Roger says yes the, the silly fouls have been a big factor losing uh, discipline needs to be better uh, Liam says the board needs to come out and pull the uh, situate, put the situation uh, straight and hold their hands up and say we were wrong to sack uh, we were wrong to sack Flickcroft uh, Liam believes we wouldn't be in this position now if Flickcroft was still manager this now shows how much he got out of an average bunch of players. Absolutely spot on there, I think, as well, in terms of what he got out of the players. Right. It was Obviously, we, we fell apart towards the back end of the last season, and you have to ask questions <coughs> of that, and I think that's what they did hmm. in the summer. But maybe, I think it all boils down to last January again, doesn't it? But we're going to yeah. get off on the tangent if we talk about that. We do it every time, don't we? Yeah. Whenever it comes up, the whole thing. But I mean, I, I agree. I, I mean, I've... You know, I'm I'm one that would support the, that statement, as in it was a mistake to to sack Flickcroft. But I'm just going to stick, stick my neck out now and just say, actually, I get what is it Liam wasn't it? I get what yeah. he's trying to say about the board coming out and saying, mate, but what's, that's not going to achieve anything really uh, yeah. by coming out and saying that you know they made a mistake. It's not going to change anything. Uh, so I think we just now have to draw a line under the sand and and and, in the sand and, and move on from it. With, you know. It, the past is done now. Yeah. The only thing we can do... None of us had a TARDIS. None of us have got a DeLorean to go back in time and, and change things and mess about with timelines. No. We can sit and say, what if, what if I'd have done this? What if I'd have said this? What if I'd have, what if we'd have changed this? And, and things like that. But ultimately, it doesn't change anything. No. If... You know, if, if you could wave a magic wand and, you know, go and right those wrongs and bring, bring those people back and try and give it another shot, would it work? No, it'd never be the same again, would no. it? It's never good to revisit something. No, and that's what I mean. I just, I just think they're putting a, a statement out. It just, it doesn't do anything good for the board, really. It just doesn't, doesn't go anything. It, it'll achieve nothing apart from, so, yeah, apart from us to say, you know, we told you so, sort of yeah. thing. And that, you know, there's just no need for it. I think, the end, I think, 
if anything, there just needs to be a a plan. It doesn't have to be a public plan, but hopefully the, the board are doing it as a plan of how we're going to move forward. It should, there should be a plan about how we're going to survive this season and then what happens from, from that point on. I'm, I'm going to say, though, and, and this is the first time that anyone has ever agreed with me on this, because they usually get shot down by this, so I would like a bell ringing for Liam, please. Go on, then. But, um, his comment is... Trust me, I wish I had a time machine. I wouldn't have signed George Grant. Ring that bell. Well said, that man. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's probably a bit harsh point no. on him, but no. it, it was a bit I'll give you that. Yeah, didn't want to play for us. Knew he was going to play League One football or whatever last season. When his form dipped and didn't, it didn't quite come off for him, didn't give to ring the bell, because I'm going to swear. It's... <laughs> <laughs> And, and that was that. Uh, right, going back to some more of your uh, comments. Keep them coming in. They're flooding in uh, tonight, trying to keep up with them. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, Mark says, and make sure I get to the right comment. Uh, Mark says, with the signings, I expected, uh, with the signings, I, with the signings, I expect in the closed season uh, and the manager mid table obscurity or relegation battle for a few years uh, to come. Uh, Roger says Storm Dennis to hit right at kickoff. Uh, if they've come, if they've got the forecast, if they've got the cup forecast right, hope it comes two hours later. I'd like it to come about nine o'clock um, on um, Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Yeah, blow a few pitch or pitch uh, advertising boards around. I've got loose and Get take some of the screws out and stuff like Anybody who's got a screwdriver, have <laughs> a little, little walk around the pitch tomorrow. I'll slip measure for you quick. Sabotage the, the game. The um, um, Martin says, wonder what the pitch will be like on Saturday uh, with rains uh, already expected uh, and with what's expected Saturday. I mean, in all fairness, neither team uses a pitch that much, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. That's They're true. quite direct. It's, it's more up there. So actually, if the wind's up there, that yeah, that'd be yeah. Might be interesting entertainment value anyway. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, Clive says if we had a Delorean, I'd fetch a young Adam Murray and a young Matt Reed. <laughs> uh, Roger says uh, think Graham Cochran will be judged next season when he starts with a fresh slate uh, like Flickcroft did. I think he will do good. Be very interesting to see the fan perspective of that. Because, right, we're 12 games into the Graham Cochran reign. After 12 games of David Flickcroft, loads of people wanted him sacked. Yeah. Because we, I suppose it felt at like a different part of the season, doesn't mm, it? Yeah. Uh, an interesting one. Uh, different emotions. Cause it was very different emotions. And blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And obviously Flickcroft followed the manager in Steve Evans, who was expected to take us up, whereas Cochran's followed Dempster and it was going wrong. Yeah. Very interesting, isn't it, what happens at where you are when the person previously leaves and I think it's also you look at the past events and it's kind of now you know because we've already sacked two match managers lately it's probably why Graham Cochran's getting a bit more uh, leeway yeah I mean he's getting he's getting some stick from supporters but majority are still saying you know it's not the right decision to, to to sack him because obviously we've just got rid of two so um, it, again, the past events, well, more, well, you know, the recent past events takes a, a yeah. big sort of um, it's a word I'm looking for. It counts a lot towards it anyway. Absolutely. Uh, Clive asks, uh, talking about on the pitch now. Uh, you were there on Tuesday night. Yes, I bloody was. Um, was there anything to praise? I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to let Graham Coughlin do all the speaking for me, to be honest, uh, and let him reflect on it. Other than to say, we were absolutely... We're vulnerable, soft, goals were conceding, killing us. 
errors we're making, decision making, poor this moment of time. So it wasn't good enough, to be quite honest. Um, we've uh, we're shooting ourselves in the foot once too often. We obviously lack that little bit of leadership, but um, they have. Uh, they're in a. They're not in a great place. The the the, the players. Um, it, it's it's hurting us to be honest. We made too many errors on uh, on our behalf. Um, probably if we do our jobs correctly, if we do our jobs right, if we do it correctly, um, we don't concede. I could go back last weekend, the weekend before that, the weekend before that. We we are making too many basic, simple, plain errors. That uh, when you make simple, basic errors, you, you're going to get punished. And at this moment in time, we are getting punished for every mistake we make. We're conceding all sorts of goals, different types. Uh, any any type of goal, we're we're likely to uh, to concede. So it's it's killing us. It's 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 killing us at this moment in time. But all the lads can do is just keep working. They just got to keep working. At this moment in time, you can't uh, you can't do anything other than that with with the, the group of players we have. The second half was a, a little bit more spirited. Let, let the second half, we gave it a go. Uh, we, we we put them on the back foot. And in fairness, uh, when we put them on the back foot, they stood up and, and uh, they, they, uh, they headed and they kicked and they cleared. And that's the frustrating thing. The opposition don't make the plain, simple, basic errors that we are making. Uh, we go down the end at the far end in the first half. Um, we a brilliant save by their goalie. They have an attack down our end and, and, and it ends up in the back of our net. So it's, it's where we are at this moment in time. And uh, all we can do is keep working with the personnel that we've got. We didn't do enough to win the game. Possibly could have come out with a draw if we uh, if we cut our errors out. If we cut our mistakes out, if we uh, do the basics better. Um, we may uh, we, we may we may win a game, or we may get uh, we may get some more points on the board if, if if we do that. But at this moment in time, there's a lot a lot of work to be done, um, and uh, the, the the lads need the lads needs help. They need help with it. They need picking up with it, and they need uh, they need uh, an injection of confidence. To be quite honest, he said that word again there. That that no, not the confidence word. The uh, the what was it? Three letters um, begins with W. Um, what is it? There's no mark. What Rhymes with bin. No, I've got no, no idea no either. Idea, no, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Graham Cochran speaking to I follow Stacey. You can watch that info by heading across to Mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Lots of great content on there as well. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Really <laughs> want to hear from you uh, tonight. Um, Nate, let's reflect. Obviously, we've not been here for a couple of weeks. The last time we were here was just before the transfer window uh, shut. Um, we're talking about obviously trying to stay up. We are in a relegation battle. Anybody that thinks that we're not uh, needs to just... I don't think anyone thinks that. No. Because, I'm not going to lie. No, <laughs> uh, if, if anyone thinks that we're still in the promotion race at this point, I think we're watching the wrong... They're in the wrong sport. <laughs> they're in the wrong um, uh, timeline. I yeah, think. I'd, uh, give the doctors so, a ring. Yeah, yeah but, I would. Uh, it's, we, we've, we stuck with what we've got. Coughlin says it a lot. Um you know that he'll happily work with with whatever he's got until the end of the season, yada yada yada, this and this and that. Transfer deadline day, I think, has got to be the most frustrating day from a Mansfield fan's perspective this this season, because we were watching players go out and out and out, and only one came in in Jack Evans, who we've not seen play yet on loan from uh, from Swansea. Um, it's very very frustrating. What did you make of transfer deadline day? It was surprising. It was uh, decisions that I didn't didn't expect at all. Um, and and there's this, you, I mean, you look into it, and you, what you probably what what I've sort of concluded is simply the fact that 
those players just didn't want to be here. So you sort of look at it and think, right, okay, I understand why you'd probably let them go if they don't want to be here. Then, um, then what is the benefit of, of, of having them in the squad? Uh, but at the same time, you sort of, I think there's more than just them three that didn't want to be here. I think, yeah. I think there's a lot more. Um, so why? We've got to name an eleven every week. I know. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not saying you'd let them all go, uh, not at all. But I'm just saying why them, the ones that have been chosen, have, have gone. Cause I, I'm thinking back to um, Tuesday night, for example. I was thinking, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity for for an Andy Cook to come on. We need him. Yeah. Um, Morecambe. I was thinking, oh, it's Khan could do some damage here. So you just, uh, I was most gutted about the Otis Khan decision, and that's probably surprising for some people because I know he hasn't been so you know very consistent or been featured that much. But I think that's because he hasn't. For me, I think it's because he hasn't been played. But the reason why I'm so I was so disappointed with that is because. I think the weakest position we are is in midfield. We've got too many sort of defensive-minded players in there, and he was one of a few attacking-minded players we've got as an option. I don't think I could actually name an attacking-based central midfielder at the moment. I've not seen Jack Evans play, so I'll probably reserve judgment on that. Maybe Harry Charlesley to a degree. Charlesley, I like the look of. I think he seems to be... He seems to have potential there. But... I still think you need more than one option. Yeah. That's just one. And I, I, well, I say he's a central option. Obviously, can't play central left or right. Yeah, it's, it's, he is more versatile. Um, and I just think it was a, a position where that that we needed something in. And, and, and he's still, Khan's still a young player, 24 years of age. I didn't realise that until it, it, it yeah. been on, got, got, went out on loan uh, and they announced that. So he's still young. And he... Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. He he just had that. He came, he came to us with a great reputation. You know, he, he did wonders at Yeovil, and a lot of supporters around the league were saying he's one of the best players in the league. That ability ability doesn't just disappear. You know, no. it's there. The ability is there. It just needs to be given the right freedom because we seen. You know what happened? We went um, early on in the season when he got given a bit of freedom to play. We saw the better, but the the better come out of him. So he just had to be played right and played a bit more consistently, and I think we'd have had a bit more reward from him. But a bit like Sterling James, he's not really had the full. Uh, you know, deep, he's had a better chance than Sterling James, but he's not had. I had this conversation. I, I, I had this conversation with at least four separate people on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, why is Sterling James not playing? Scored again for the reserves. I'm not even. <laughs> every week we sit here. We definitely need them shirts uh, sorting out because every week That's we sit here. That's two lots of t-shirts we need now. It is. <laughs> Anyone sort us out? If anyone knew somebody who worked at a t-shirt printing company, eh? Mm, if only. Yeah. Um, no, I. I was. Yeah, I was surprised um, at, at, the, at the decisions. To be honest, it was it, very very interesting. But you mentioned something right at the, the start of that, which which is attitude. Mm. Andy Cook, the Andy Cook situation was bizarre because obviously he was playing, he was scoring goals. Yes, he was yeah. coming off the bench, but you know, fair enough. I still think he'd have got a, a chance to, to start a few games at, at some point. He wanted first team football. Tranmere is his club, so to speak, in inverted commas. Um, he's obviously had a long established history there, and when they're going to come in for him, he's, he's bound to be knocking on the door and things like that. But what he said in his, his comments when he signed for, for Tranmere was, you know, as soon as the opportunity came, I wanted it, I, w- I wanted a way or whatever. 
the attitude there to not want to stay and fight for a club that's given you a chance and mm. and things like that. I think that's just poor, and it made me question how many more people in that dressing room uh, are the same. Well, that's 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 my and point. how many of those are still there? Yeah, that's I think a lot of them are. I mean, I think quite a lot of them are out of contract as well at the end of the season. So it just feels to me right now that that attitude literally represents the majority of that dressing room at the moment. Most of them are thinking, look, it's, it's not a very nice environment to be in. Um, you know, some have been here, I think even the ones that have been here for a while, I think they're probably thinking now, for them, it's time to move on as an individual. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've been here, they've, they've been giving it a go for a few years, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's the worst it has been for, for a good three or four years. So uh, they're, they're probably ready to move on, and they're probably all thinking the same thing, really. So um, that that's the, that's the big challenge that Coughlin's got got for the rest of the season. He's got to try and motivate them to go out there and and play for the shirt, which is going to be that's going to be hard to do because at the end of the day, I think most of the players have made their minds up. They're not going to be here next season, but he just hopefully needs to show them that they've got to go out there and at least play for contracts for other other clubs. Absolutely, that's, that's got to be the only really motivation. For them, and, and hopefully, I think he also needs to sit them down and make them be a bit more grateful for what they've had. Yeah, you know, you know some of these players are on, on really good wages, they're not going to get that at many clubs at our level. They need to be sort of uh, not, not taught a lesson, but they, need to, be, yeah, they, they need to be taught a little bit about what a fortunate position they're in, yeah, and and and, and make them want to play for the badge a little bit more make them want to make sure that Mansfield Town are, are safe this season and in League 2 next year absolutely and I think even if, if it comes down to this if it comes down to, to selfishness I think all Cochrane has got to say is this having a relegation on your CV will diminish your value it will diminish your prospects and you will get nowhere as a footballer mm. because as soon as he says that word selfish individuals and I know this this goes for any walk of life whether it's footballer accountant uh, mathematician teacher uh, shop worker whatever anybody who is selfish if you say it will diminish you and stop you from progressing will switch on and work mm. harder as a result because they'll want to bet themselves and yeah. getting a relegation will not get it, that will stop you from progressing yeah it, it needs to drill it into the players on a personal level that they need to do it for themselves, but uh, but like I said, they, they need to be sat in a room and have somebody go in and say to them, "Look, this club, this football club, you know, a, a relatively small club in league in, in League Two, and, and and make them realise what we've given them. They, they've been, they've been, a lot of them have been spoiled. You know, put trips to Portugal, uh, training yeah. camps, things like that. This." There's so much that I'm, you know that that we've we've Meals given them. Cut for them, kits washed. When you look at the, the how we've treated the, the injured players, you know Craig Davis and that they've they've all been given superb yeah. facilities and superb treatment to to help them on the, on the on the rehab and stuff like that. And so we've done things right for for the players. I don't think overnight stays when you look at everything we've done yeah they they really shouldn't complain because there's a lot of clubs out there that aren't as fortunate as we are to give them that sort of treatment and you look on the instagrams and stuff like that and you see this the standard of the hotel rooms they're good hotel rooms they're mm. not going to be cheap why don't you try this lads try stopping in a travel lodge or an ibis <laughs> you have a wee in a cupboard try, try not stopping in any try yeah. try doing right, the, yeah. what what was it 180 fans or something at the, at the 
Leighton Orient. 181. 181, sorry. Like sorry about that one. Yeah, um, I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was you, the one. You were the one. I forgot about you. Um, yeah. yeah, I noticed. Try being Always. one of them, travelling down there and, and then coming, you know, watching that absolute shower of... <laughs> and then having to... Uh, you know, travel travel back late at night and and things like you know. I mean, I think they did travel. I don't think they did stay, did they? But you know what I mean. Like they have been spoiled. Yeah. And and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's something that is a downfall of a of our own doing. But I just think they need to be sat in a room and told all this, and hopefully wake them up a little bit and just think. You know, do do it for the club that's given them yeah. so much. Listen, I'm I'm not daft. We're not daft. We we know that. Um, players watch or listen to this podcast. We're not. Daft. I know that for a fact because I've uh, I've spoken to some of them. I'm not going to reveal who they are because that's that's a private thing. I'll talk to you. I, after. I think it's class to be honest. <laughs> um, we you know. They, of course, you do. Any walk of life would. If if you're in a, it's the same with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and things like that. If you're in a walk of life or in a job where you are known and public accessible. You are going to go on forums, listen to things, watch things or whatever, which is relating to you and your performance. And that gets in your head. We know that sometimes we are not the greatest of, of fans. Sometimes we can be a little bit hostile, and, and especially when things aren't going our way. And some of that is, is wrong. Some, some yeah. of the things which come out of, with, is wrong. But also, likewise, we pay our money and we're entitled to our opinion. We, are, as a group of supporters the core of it travel up and down the country spend ridiculous amounts of money put holidays in um, have days off work throw sickies and things like mm. that to go and support you as footballers we you know we don't have the same luxuries as you we don't go we we can't necessarily go over to Portugal and enjoy two week training camps we if we're injured or something which causes us to miss work like you miss a game because you're a footballer we perhaps don't have that treatment and that safety net. Things will then struggle and, and go on. You are in this nice bubble and sometimes all we're asking is that little bit of endeavour and that little bit of effort just to be raised to, to give it back and to, to appreciate life from the other side. Because yeah. I think when you drop out of the game, it's I think a lot of footballers, which we've spoken to actually um, on podcasts and things like that, all of a sudden realise how difficult it is. Prime example, right? Billy Key. He was mm -hmm. a footballer for, for ages and ages and ages and struggled with mental health and we wish him really well. He's doing really great at the moment. He stepped away from the pressure of the football. He's got himself a nine-to-five job, I think, I believe, as a builder and now plays part-time football. Mm. And he's probably in a better state of mind. When footballers reach the end of their career, they have that stopgap and they think, but well, what do I do now? Yeah. It's only then when they appreciate it appreciate it now I, I'm thinking back to managers previously who would take players down the pits and you know to a factory and stuff like that to go and see the you know see the lads and yeah. you know see how a normal working environment is if we can harness that that attitude and that commitment to their and their application to their work will be in a much better place and I think we've got a manager who is very capable of doing that in Graham Coughlin yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think um, he's got something about him that seems to me like he he knows... I feel like he's got a plan and he knows what he needs to do. It doesn't mean it's going to work overnight. I think it's a, a work in progress, certainly, but I think he's got a, got a plan. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think your spot on. It does need to be installed into them a little bit about... I know it's hard to say enjoy playing football when things aren't going well. But at the same time, it, it kind of, you kind of need to do it. You kind of need to go out there and grasp it while while you're in it because you get certain, you know you get players where their 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 careers are cut short uh you know for injury or or, or whatever um you know they need to they need to realize that and and go out there and enjoy it and and play for play for well i won't not even say just the badge play for your teammates play for yourself you know go out there and and, and do it because it's, it's like say with the hostility like yes we it's hard they do have pressures because they do get some stick from fans but it's not even down to the fact that we pay money and feel entitled to our opinion it's a lot of it's down to the fact that we just love the club you know we're, we're, we're most people are born here we're the bricks and, and mortar yeah it's it's our it's in our blood so that's where sort of the emotional aspect comes to it that probably more so than even necessarily the financial aspect so. do you know what I think is another thing as well I've only really been thinking about this over the last couple of weeks or so footballers when you think about it and strip it back don't actually know what it's like to be a football fan a fan of a club to go and watch week in week out until they're in, until the game's finished mm. because they're playing every week yeah. they don't they, they don't, perhaps don't see it from, from our our point of view they perhaps don't see it as you know, I've got. To, can I have? I got four, thirty quid to go and buy a ticket. Can I afford the coach? Can I afford to take time off on Tuesday and, and things like that? Can I? Can I afford the petrol to do uh, a four-hour drive to Plymouth on a Saturday? Do you know what I mean? This is where it, like, like, they've never been. They've never yeah. been in it, have they? They've, they've come from a young age and they've always played football. They've never had that thing of being able to go and watch football week in week out no. and appreciate it from the terrace. And especially when you you start getting the, the players that are coming from. Uh, the academies higher up, the Premier League and Championship, because they've been in those academies for years and years since they were eight, nine yeah. years old. So they've never really had that that experience. Whereas this is where it gets so important to try and bring for our own players. And you know, obviously we are working hard on that, and we start to see a couple knocking on the door a little bit. But that's where, as I mentioned earlier, about do you do we really need the big names to come in? Are, are we not better? Going out there, looking at non non league, and I know that doesn't sound very ambitious, but other clubs do it. Peterborough yeah. sort of had that model. Charlton have that model. Brentford, yeah, you know, the few teams out there that have that sort of model where they look down the lower league. Hang on, we did it once. Amari Sterling James, <laughs> four managers not playing, is he? <laughs> well, it's a prime example. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is by going looking in different places rather than trying yeah. to look in all these academies and things like that. You know, you. You're going to get a different mentality. You're going to get players that might start playing for, who might appreciate the opportunity a bit more, start playing for the for the shirt a bit. And then, so what you do, you mix it a bit. You get those players, and then you mix them around with a bit of with the ones that have got that flair and potential. You had Otis Carnes, etc. Um, you know, Sterling Jake. You know, I think that's, it's, it's get. I think we need to just change this mentality. We've got we've probably spoiled them too much. We've got too many sort of big names in there, individuals. Um, we need to get a bit more of a a team sort of ethic together. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely, we need that that blood running through us. Uh, keep your comments coming in, talking about uh, fortune and stuff like that. Rogers hit the the nail on the head here. Um, compared to Macclesfield, they're not so fortunate. Absolutely, you know, they could be a, a club where I know obviously Nicky Maynard would have had this last year, not being paid and things like that, and. Mm. 
you know, we appreciate that because then we get it because, you know, they've got bills to pay and yeah. families to support and things like that. But when you're at a stable club where the money's coming in each week and it's good money as well and you're mm. getting all the luxuries which come with it, just work a bit harder, lads. That's all we're saying. Um, keep your comments uh, coming in. Really want to hear some of them as well. Uh, time now to... Um, <laughs> time now to uh, head in back to the dressing room and hear from Graham Coughlin uh, once again. The results aren't quite going his way. He's the man tasked with um, trying to pull it all together and, and things like that. Preparations haven't um, been great because of the storm. But it's not just fence panels and garden sheds which have taken a battering, is it, Graham? Yeah, my own ego, my own, uh, my own um, game. I, I've, I've taken a few knocks and bumps and bruises since I've come in, but I'm still standing, I'm still smiling, I'm still working hard to fix it, as uh, individually and collectively. And like I said last week, um, in the time of adversity, I have every confidence in, 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 in this club, in this team. Um, and fixing it, correcting it, and, and putting something together. To be quite honest with you, and the fans again. <laughs> I keep mentioning the fans week in, week out. But to be singing your name and to be to, to be uh, cheering the lads on the way they did at Morecambe, um, and to travel up to Morecambe on a, in the middle of a storm. Really, let's be honest. The weekend wasn't wasn't pretty, but to, but to travel and to put them hours and that distance uh, to support your football club. It, it, it was it's it's bodes well the future bodes well at this football club I believe we're not not the only club up and down the country that 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 is if you, if you look out the window and you look at the training ground it's it's underwater you know being able to do anything on a Sunday was nigh on impossible we've gone out today and it's just impossible trying to keep bibs balls cones in one place they just blow all over the place so yeah it does affect your preparations yeah, trying to get your messages across to players and the in the gale force winds and, and the, the breeze and the rain lashing in your face is is, is difficult so. Uh, it's, uh, it affects our preparation, but like I said, we've got a good group here, a good, good group of professionals. Um, they've taken on board what we've said. We've done a little bit more work classroom-based and DVD-based before we went out on the grass. So uh, there is ways and means around it. So um, we're not the only club up and down the country that will be, uh, that will be affected by that. Can you think of any decent DVDs that they might have been watching in that session? Because it clearly weren't DVDs and them defending set-pieces, was it? No, definitely not. So, so a DVD called uh, the Last Defense or something like that. There should be something out there about defending anyway. I'm sure some. I'm sure somebody will um, put it in the comments. Trying to think of a really good pun and it just ain't. Yeah, happening. I know. So I should have I should have pre-warned you, shouldn't I? In the comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what makes me laugh about that entirety of that interview, by the way, is, is the unfortunate bit of editing in there, um, which which is genius but also hilarious. Um, Graham Cochran's talking about how well and how good the fans are and he could ex- at the exact moment that he says that he can just hear someone just shout rubbish <laughs> is that you by any chance no, no. Well, I don't think you'd have heard me from, from up in the stands who knows uh, Clive asks when are we going to mention Amari Sterling James we have several times I think that's probably yeah. try not to but yeah it's hard isn't it <laughs> yeah we're making sure he's not the forgotten man for it's us it's just there's no uh, I'd Every week, I'll be yeah, saying let's, the let's same things. Not. Let's, let's just not. Let's just not. I happen, feel like it? our chats about Sterling James are like Coughlin's post-match interviews, where he just—I'm not going to do the impression where we, he just goes, uh, "Yeah, we were poor. Uh, we can't defend some pieces. We're low on confidence. Uh, we, I need to pick the lad, lads up, if I'm honest." And that—that's that's just play the same interview every week. Yeah, that's no, essentially what it tune is. Tune in next week at six uh, thirty-ish for a Mary Sterling James matters. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll call this episode a Maury Sterling James. Matters. 
Yeah. <laughs> we won't. I already know the episode title for this. It has to be What's something. It, it has to be some play on a storm, doesn't it? Like there's a storm coming or in the eye of the storm or something like that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, it has to be something like that. Uh, moving very, very swiftly on, uh, of course. Um, Saturday uh, is just approaching. Um, and obviously, we've got to go again. Newport at home, it's usually a happy hunting ground, Newport Port at home. But hmm. with the way things are going this season, anything can happen, can't it? But come on, the man who's got an extra point in the I'll power prediction how game. We, how we're getting on in this... Uh... In, in the points tally of the pound prediction game. We, you, Can I just point out the amount of stick you and Cam have given me so far this season by saying... Very smug about this. It's Mr. really annoying. Mr. Negative over there. Every time I did a prediction, oh, Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative. I was like, no, Mr. Realistic. Come on, what's the points tally right now? Right, the pound prediction game. At the moment, Nathan's got four games on the head and four points on the board Cam is yet to score and I have got just the one which was back in August when we beat Carlisle away 2-0 um, Nathan by the way got the opening game of the season spot on 2-2 uh, draw against Newport uh, and since then uh, has, has got things right uh, one all draw against Northampton uh, when was the one after that a 2-0 defeat at Bradford and a 2-1 loss on Tuesday so so far two draws and two defeats Nathan's predicted and got four points for I've predicted one only one defeat so far this season and I've only you got wonder one why. point you wonder why you go I'm not being funny I've had a look how much money's in that mug <laughs> I might be changing tactics I like to be positive I'm not being funny I might be changing tactics I mean I feel like I might have got a few more points on the board as well if I didn't Get peer pressured into uh, saying oh, a few wins go. as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. No, no more Mr. Negative. What's Mr. annoying as well is it. I've been very close on a few on a few of the on a few of the games. Um, yeah, which is the the Carlisle one's the most annoying one at home. I predicted a tuna win. We were two 0 up. I think so did I though, didn't I? Yeah, we both. No, you went for one 0 that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, very, very frustrating. Very <laughs> frustrating indeed. Uh, right then, come on then. You've you've already paid your money until uh, the Swindon game. So what's your your prediction? Seeing you four one in the lead, come on. Oh, what what's your prediction for uh, for is, Saturday's is, is game? Postponed option? Or? No, no. Because it, what will happen is <laughs> here's, it, here's the rules. Here's the, I've not written it already because I know you're going to go for a defeat, but I'm, you <laughs> might surprise me. Here's the rules. Like we did earlier in the season. If the game gets postponed, there will be an option later in the season to either change your prediction or keep with what you went with. So, yeah. uh, come on. Prediction time. What are you going to go for for Saturday's home game against Newport County? Um, I'm going to go with a 1-0 win. Oh, 1-0 win. Mr. Positive. I mean, I, I don't know how the hell we're going to get a clean sheet, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I, I, yeah, I've got a funny feeling I'm going to regret this moment. Obviously, Cam's not here to make his prediction. Um, we'll give him until um, twelve o'clock on Saturday to make a prediction to to write his down. Um, but I was gonna obviously because you're getting them all right. I was just going to copy you. <laughs> we can't do that. But you're absolutely spot on what you say. I don't see us getting a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, I do, however, see us winning um, because we we do tend to do well against Newport. Um, that's sad. <laughs> oh, do you know See, what? I was it's head me. versus heart, isn't it? Yeah. Is, do you know what this this game is very frustrating? I wish I'd have never created it. I'm happy you did. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed it's <laughs> about 140 quid in the mug. You get the mug as well. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You win bonus. bonus as well. 
But I was, I was going to go for a 2-1 win, but then, because I thought, I want to fancy us to win, for some really weird reason, uh, but I don't fancy keeping a clean sheet, but then I thought, do I see us getting two goals? And I didn't see that either, so that's why I went for 1-0 in the end. Do you know what? I'm going to go for 2-1 win and regret it, because we'll end up drawing 2-2. That's what, literally, that was going to be my second option. If I decided to go with 2-1, I'd going to go 2-2. Nah, I've written it. I've written it. I can't change it. I've written it down. I've written 2-1 win. The pound is in the pot. It is done. Sorted. I'm really over for a 2-2 draw now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will be fuming. I will I will start next week's show by swearing explicitly. We'll, we'll just have five minutes. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Clive's been in touch with uh, Cam's prediction. Uh, Stags 5, Exiles 2. Unfortunately, um, you're not Cam, so we can't put it down. I mean, if but that... But if that happens... I think we'll just we'll, we'll what should we do? Should we take a point each or? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. what happens, I'll be amazed. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will as well. Um, however, it's time to hear from Graham Cockling again because you know the the boys have been at the the the, the Stags ground. Um, they've had a little, you know, they've. Oh, uh, you right. Those of you who go to home games, you will have seen me on the pitch with my colleagues helping out with the mascots. On a home game, uh, and all I can say is that that has not entirely gone unnoticed by Graham Cochran. Greg is one of the players who has really, really worked his socks off. To be fair, I had to take my hat off to him. His, uh, his weight, his fitness levels from the time we walked through the door, everything is is, is 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 pointing in the right direction for him. He works his socks off. He's great with the young lads. He's uh, he's desperate for game time. Um, he's, he's desperate to get back on the on the pitch and and, and kickstart his. Uh, we'd probably say his career because he's he's missed eighteen months of his career. So he's desperate to get back on the pitch and uh, he will play a he will play a part in our in our plans going forward. He's a great lad. He sets the tempo. He's good to have around the around the dressing room and around the club. He's a good pro. A lot of experience. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting him out on the grass getting them in, in, in a jersey and, and getting them on the pitch we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, to working with them yes oh cheers gaffer really appreciate it look, look, look got my shirt ready for Saturday don't need it I'm ready whenever you want me Graham I'm there pal don't I'm, worry I'm done yeah I will be there me and Danny Rose up front absolute dream team <laughs> absolute dream team obviously Graham Coughlin there uh, speaking about Craig Davis and not me which is very unfortunate but it all gave you a good laugh let's, let's, let's not pretend you didn't all laugh when I played that clip. I'm so ashamed to be a part of this podcast right now. He says that every week. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Uh, that is it though for uh, today's podcast. Before we go, um, just a quick uh, couple of things. Obviously, Cam not with us uh, this week. Um, we uh, wish him all the very, very best. He's dealing with some family things at the moment. Uh, obviously, uh, we are here for him whenever and hopefully we will return uh, whenever he can but we wish him all the best Simon's juggling the boys as always yeah. um, they went home he took they took them home from the hospital a year ago today I'm sure he's doing fantastically well and I'm not quite sure what's worse at the moment changing twins diapers or watching stags play I, I can't figure it out can I mean you? Uh, which one would you choose I don't think I'd want kids but at the moment I'm not saying actually just in case someone watches back she'll, she'll literally say <laughs> yeah. a verbal contract don't forget this is live yes, um, and it goes out as a recording as well obviously so don't watching uh, regret. I'd, I'd much rather watch Stags I'm going to say that right now <laughs> in case the missus is watching she, well, she hates football but me too always <laughs> always always no matter how bad we defend um, anyway uh, yes uh, so yeah we wish everyone all the best and all, and all of that stuff um, 
Over last weekend, if you went to Morecambe and obviously on Saturday, you will no doubt see the boys wearing the uh, Time to Talk uh, t-shirts all about mental health and promoting mental health and well-being and stuff like that. Uh, some fantastic things as well. So I will mention uh, the activities we've got on at Football in the Community. Uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 12 noon, we've got our Active Minds Chat and Active Minds Sports Session. Uh, the sports session open for any uh, anyone uh, struggling with their mental health and wanting to get out and get active and get out of the house, get out of the house. And our Active Minds Chat Session for those who are uh, facing social isolation and living with dementia. Come down and give it a go. All the details on our website, mansfieldtownfitc.net. Uh, Click on the Active Minds page, and what's even better, it is free. Uh, nobody should uh, suffer alone. It is okay not to be okay. And of course, uh, like I think for both of us, really, this podcast gives us a chance to have a bit of a laugh and, and spend a bit of time with mates. And hopefully, for you guys at home, uh, it does that too. So uh, get down to sessions like that. And uh, if you need the help, go. Please do go and find it tomorrow. It's Valentine's Day. Do you want me to nip into Tesco on the way home so you can get a, a cheap bunch of flowers? That's all right. We're not doing it. Not you're, not, you're not bothering? No. Who made that suggestion, by the way? <laughs> me. It didn't go down very well, but uh, yeah. <sighs> Awkward. I'll nip him into Tesco <laughs> on the way home. Uh, what I was going to say is Valentine's Day tomorrow. It is one of those days which is basically just for car companies and florist to make money um, commercialised it is commercialised like, like Christmas like Christmas god aren't we absolutely. awful yeah. we are <laughs> Scrooges and cold hearted people that we are do you know what is a real labour of love going to watch stags away at Leighton Orient on a Tuesday night getting beat 2-1 and going to work the next day on four hours sleep that is a labour of love going to watch them week in week out is a labour of love so please Mansfield Town players put in that little bit of extra effort and get three points on the board because by the time we get back here next week at 6.30, Ish. Uh, we would love to have a bit more positive things to say. As always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, my thanks, as always, to Nathan Edge. And, of course, uh, to all of you at home for watching, listening, getting involved in the comments and all of that in between. We will see you next Thursday at 6.30 Ish. on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because man's filming. Gents, if you've not got a Valentine's Day card... Tesco have got some cracking deals on. You've got time to what? You've got time to sneak out. You need to make juice as it will walk it with a few. Just gotta go and put some petrol in the car. Not got any food in the fridge for tomorrow for work. I'm just gonna nip out and sit and uh, and, and walk the dog. If you've not got a dog, borrow one. Lads, don't do it. Make sure you tick the boxes, otherwise, you know, you might not be able to put one second. That's the real labour of isn't it? We don't really want Yeah. Ah, no, definitely not. See you next week folks! <laughs>